Hi, welcome to East to West WLS, the podcast. This is our very special struggle bus edition. I'm April and I'm the West. Jason is not joining us this evening, but we have an equally fabulous uh, a partner in crime with me. Miss Natalie is here. Hi, Natalie. Hey. I'm super excited that you can join me today. Uh, this struggle bus uh, episode is really going to focus on a question that we get all the time at East to West, and it is um, asked by people who are in the pre-op stage, and really they haven't even met with a surgeon yet. So they're kind of like they've just made the decision that weight loss surgery is something that they want to explore, but they haven't met with the surgeon, right? They're like like just at the at the ground level, and we get questions from them often, and they just ask us like okay, what should I be doing? Like, I know I have an appointment scheduled with a surgeon, but I haven't quite met with them yet. And, and people just don't know where to start. So we're super excited to dive into this topic because we know there's so many people in this community that are exactly in this stage and it can be very overwhelming. Uh, and I think I'm most excited to talk to you because you are so fresh out of your own bariatric procedure and you have been through a bariatric procedure more than once, which is just crazy. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm very much excited to, to hear all of your insights on this because you've done this more than one time. So you, you are the expert, I think, in all things bariatric surgery. So we're just gonna dive right in uh, to this topic. So again, real quickly, the question is, what should I be doing or what should I be asking or how should I be preparing for my first consultation with a weight loss surgery surgeon? And you and I kind of came up with three big areas that people need to be thinking about and, and focusing on. Uh, really, it has to do with kind of your brainstorming session where you're coming up with, with your whys and and what you're hoping to change and, and, and questions for your surgeon. So we'll, we'll talk about that area. Then the second area is really kind of vocabulary, right? You have to become familiar with the terms and familiar with the resources that already exist in the community. So you kind of start to like develop this bariatric language because it really is like a foreign language. And then the third big area is insurance. I mean, that's just like a whole nother uh, beast onto itself. And you and I have friends in this community who have battled with the insurance companies uh, to, to have their bariatric procedures. So we're gonna talk a little bit, uh, a little bit about what that is. Um, and I think I just wanna start off by saying my number one tip, my number one thing that I can recommend that, that you do when you are starting this conversation uh, with your with your surgeon is you have to acknowledge that you speak a different language than they do. They're going to come at you with these words and terms and phrases and you know graphics and it's all going to appear like a Martian language. And you have to say to them, okay, you're, you're saying some things that I don't quite understand. This really is like a foreign language to me. Can you explain that in different terms? Or you can, can you maybe explain that in a way that you think that I'll understand, right? We actually have to tell them like, I don't understand what you're saying. You are not stupid. You are not dumb. There is nothing wrong with you. It's that these people have been doing this for so many years that they forget that nobody else knows how to perform bariatric surgery, right? So we have to be a little bit vulnerable and we just have to say, uh, I don't understand. And we have to be okay with asking clarifying questions, right? Because if we don't get the answers that we're looking for, we're always going to be in the dark. And that is just a horrible, horrible place to operate from. Uh, so I think that's your and I's like number one tip. We have to get good with, we have to get good with that. Yeah, totally. I mean, you brought up a really good point that, you know, 
they do this every day and they do this multiple times a day um, for however many years they went to school for it. Mm-hmm. All of this is, is their language. That's what they're consumed by that. Yes. Um, so yeah, you do have to, if something doesn't sound uh, familiar, if something they say scares you, you have to be able to say, oh, hey, hold on before we go any further. Um, you know, this frightened me. Can you explain a little bit more? Or this confused me. Can you explain? explain um because you know I know we'll talk about this a little bit later but we're our own advocates I mean at this Mm -hmm. point you know this is for you and you have to be willing to not get caught up in uh shame or guilt for not knowing these things because this is a whole new life that you're starting for yourself yes an absolutely new life with a whole new vocabulary I just everything will be new and if you don't start learning this new language, you're not going to be successful. And like I said, it has nothing to do with your intelligence. You're a very smart human being. This is just a complete, this is a foreign lang- landscape. It'd be like if you just got dropped off on Mars, right? I mean, yeah, but that's why yeah. we're here because we're, we're here to <laughs> let you know that this is normal and that here's, here's some things that, that you can do to make your process um, enjoyable and, and, and much more smooth. Okay, so the first big area that we wanted to talk about was kind of uh, in this brainstorming category, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, somebody recently asked me this question and I really sat down and thought about it. And I said, you know, there's probably four big areas that you really need to kind of have a personal conversation with yourself. I think one of the very first things that you need to do when you're considering having bariatric surgery is you need to sit down and write out your whys. Why are you going to have bariatric surgery? What is driving this? Uh, and get very clear with them. And I mean, I think, you know, when I really made the decision, I probably had 20 different whys. I'm sure you did as well. It's, we don't need one singular why, but we need to identify all of the different reasons that we are willing to undergo such a big uh, change in our life to live our lives at a healthy weight. So I think getting clear with your why is, is one of the first things you need to brainstorm. Uh, The second thing that I think is really powerful to start reflecting on is what do you think will change in your life after bariatric surgery? And the reason I say that is because many of us lose a massive amount of weight. And then all of a sudden we look around and we go, oh my God, I'm still upset about X, Y, and Z, right? Or the weight actually wasn't preventing me from doing one, two, three, right? So I think it's powerful to know and to get a list in front of us and to really write down all the things that we think that we're going to change. Because what I would think would happen is that you would look at that list and you could really kind of rationally start to understand, oh, maybe my happiness is not a hundred percent like related to my, um, related to, you know, my, my weight is not related hundred percent to my happiness. Right. Or that, uh, you know, I thought that my relationship with my husband would improve, once I lost the weight, right? So I think there's all of these things that we really think about or or that we think is going to change after we have surgery only to realize that surgery probably wasn't um, what was holding us back in the first place. Uh, So I think it's a really important step that very few of us actually take, but it would be beneficial to start thinking about now. Because I'm sure, I mean, Nali, there's gotta be things that you thought would change after surgery and they just haven't. Oh, yeah. I mean, I really thought that, um, I mean, this was years ago, but I really thought that, you know, by having surgery, oh, my food addiction would be cured, or I wouldn't eat when I'm bored or, you know, anything like that. But it's, 
it's not, it's not true. I mean, there are a lot of other facets of my life that have changed. Um, but some of these core, uh, feelings and uh, attitudes towards my life have definitely not changed. Um, and so I think being honest with your surgeon about those things um, is also, you know, very beneficial to you. Um, if you say, you know, will I have, I struggle with uh, food addiction. Will this help me? Mm-hmm. They might say, sure. Yeah, it'll help you, but it's not going to cure you. And so mm-hmm. they're, I mean, they're going to, they're doctors, they're going to be very pragmatic about it. Um, and for myself, I'm a dreamer. I'm always up in the clouds. <laughs> so <laughs> to have someone like bring me back down to earth for a second and be mm-hmm. like, no, nope, this isn't going to cure you. You know, you're still yeah. going to have to work at things. Um, you know, being really honest with yourself, but also with your surgeon is also important. Yep, absolutely. And, and I, I was convinced, I thought for sure that like, oh, after surgery, you know, I'm not ever going to think about food again, and I'm never going to be hungry and, you know, all this kind of stuff. And that's just absolutely is not true because as you recover from surgery, your hunger eventually comes back and your ability to eat more than right after surgery comes back. So, you know, very quickly, you kind of realize, oh shit, like the weight was really a very small piece of this, you know, puzzle that is, that is my life. Uh, but, you know, I think what weight loss surgery gives us is this break between food and our dependence on it. It's a short-term break, but oh my gosh, is that where the work happens? Because that's where our brains are finally like freed of this weight of food or the thought of food or all these things that we're just kind of holding it down that were related to our weight. That breaks. And then all of a sudden we have our entire brains available for critically thinking about all these areas of our life that, that we would hope would improve to realize, oh, I can make the improvements. It's just not as related to weight as, as what I thought. So yeah. yeah, awesome. Uh, I would also write down all of your worries and concerns. So this is everything from like your medical worries and concerns. And then these are things that you're just like emotional concerns or, um, yeah, you, you know, things that you're thinking about when it's related to your weight into your food, write it all down write it all down because you can talk to your surgeon about those concerns. And if you have them in hand, when you go to that first meeting, you're going to be well-armed. I mean, they're going to be so impressed with the work that you've already done. Um, And it's going to get you in the mind space of thinking about your life after bariatric surgery. It's going to be very different from the life that you're currently leading. And in my case, my life is much better. (laughs) I'm happier. I mean, you fill in the blank after surgery, but um, I had a lot of concerns going into it and, and that's natural. It's a huge thing, right? I mean, it's like a massive thing that we're going under. So what do they expect? Right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also um, a thing that we kind of psychiatric center. So usually if you say, I mean, generally we'll get into this later, but generally you need to have a psyche valve and all this stuff. Um, if you're concerned about things mental health wise or emotional wise, you can ask them about, about mental health and they can help match you with, um, you know, a psychiatrist or a therapist, um, to help Mm -hmm. you get that started as well. Yes. Yep. It's critically important. We, we were just interviewing somebody today and, and basically in all the interviews that we've done so far for the podcast, I think everybody's like top two recommendations uh, about recovering from bariatric surgery involves seeing a therapist, right? Because yeah. as soon as the weight stops, starts to drop, you feel better. And then you realize, oh my God, 
uh, it really was all mental, right? Or it's 90% yeah. mental. And you need that person in your corner to help you through it. And your surgeon should be able to recommend uh, people to, to reach out to as well as your as well as your insurance. But you know, that's what we, we will definitely get to that. Uh, and then you had some awesome uh, medical questions that you um, that you think people need to need to ask. They're phenomenal. Yeah. Um, so these are things that, uh, you know, I have been through a couple rounds of <laughs> surgery. So, mm-hmm. you know, my first surgeon that performed my lap band and my placation that both had complications. Um, I realized looking back that she didn't seem very passionate about helping people. Um, maybe it was just how she came off to me, but as far as I can, I'm concerned and with the lack of support that I received, um, you know, I just, you know, realized that maybe she wasn't as passionate about helping people uh, as I thought she was. Mm -hmm. Um, so my number one question is, uh, to ask your surgeon why they enjoy doing what they do. You know, why do you enjoy performing these surgeries every day, every week? Uh, Mm -hmm. What, what joy do you get out of that? And when I asked my surgeon most recently, um, you know, he was just so passionate about helping people and helping them make um, these huge lifestyle changes and really helping save their life. Um, And that was a huge pivotal moment for me uh, into choosing Mm -hmm. to, to work with him. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, that's the first one for sure. Yeah. I'm sorry. My dog is watching squirrels. So I'm getting, I'm distracted. Um, <laughs> oh, <Cooper. laughs> he's, he's on the hunt and I'm waiting for his bark again. Um, the second one that, uh, the second and third are, are two that I ask in, in tandem. Um, the first one is how many surgeries have you performed? Um, because I think it's important to know that your surgeon has done a lot of these, um, Mm -hmm. because this is a life-changing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you're either having your plumbing rerouted or you're having 80% of your stomach taken out. I want to know that my, my surgeon has performed these and it's a cakewalk now. Yes. Yes. Um, and to follow up with that, I want to know that their success rates, uh, their, their success after surgery, one year, two year, five years out, um, is high. I want to know yeah. that their patients are successful, um, because that tells me a, that their surgery went well, that it's doing what it's supposed to be doing, but B that there's support and mm-hmm. that there's that support element that comes from the surgeon and the surgeon's office, um, you know, two, five, 10 years out. Um, because I didn't have support before. Um, and that was huge for me. Well, and I think it's really important to, to know as well. So I, you have shifted my thinking, uh, on this, but your first bariatric procedure was here in the United States. Your second most recent was in Mexico. And I had never met anybody who had a good experience in Mexico until I met you. And now I'm meeting all kinds of people who have had phenomenal bariatric experiences in Mexico. And it sounds like the support that you get from your, uh, from your center is like, unparalleled to what I got from, from my experience. I think our surgical experiences were, were equally wonderful, but then the support afterwards, oh my gosh. Uh, I, I mean, I encourage everybody to, 
you know, even if you do have insurance, if you're sure that this is something that, that you are ready to commit to, it is definitely worth a phone call, uh, you know, a, a quick internet search to, to some of the most renowned bariatric centers uh, in Mexico, because your experience was phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I put in a, a request for more information and I got two within 24 hours, I got two very long, uh, very informative emails uh, from my surgeon's uh, office. And then I had a follow-up phone call. Um, they walk you through everything. Um, so that's amazing for like the pre-op portion. But, mm -hmm. you know, we, in my past experience, you know, you get the surgery and then it's kind of like, all right, bye, like have a good life. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not like that with them. I get daily emails. Uh, they're automated, but they're daily topics that you think about. Um, and then I get weekly emails to update my weight record. Mm -hmm. And then I get monthly emails um, with a very long survey um, about what are you eating? How much are you eating? Uh, what's, uh, do you have any concerns? What's your body fat percentage? You know, they ask you all of these questions that basically you would answer at a follow-up appointment. Mm -hmm. um, and they do all of this remotely. I mean, I've only met my surgeon and my surgeon's team once, mm -hmm. but we're in contact almost every day, if not every week and every month, which is phenomenal. <laughs> well, and I just remember you were sharing with me some of the topics of your emails and I was like, oh my God, like they are targeted to exactly where you are mm -hmm. in your recovery. And it was just, you know, what a powerful way to connect back to your surgical team but to know that you were either on track or something is wrong. And then if something mm -hmm. was wrong, you, you have access to them, even though, you know, they're not like right, you know, in your neighborhood or in your town, the, I mean, the, the technology now allows that support to happen uh, anywhere at, at any time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I got an email one time. Um, I was even had just started thinking about it. I it was not something that I had like been thinking about for a long time, but it was, mm. Like my dad asked me, when can you start eating nuts and seeds or something? Yeah. And um, I thought, oh, that's interesting. I'm going to email my surgeon tomorrow. I woke up that morning and it was like, today you can start on nuts and seeds. And, we're <laughs> gonna, and it was like the funniest thing to me because, um, I, you know, we had just started talking about it. And then yeah. I got this long email about why we waited so long and, yeah. and all this stuff. And um no, it's just been amazing to have that daily support. I read mm -hmm. it every morning, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and, and then to have those weekly and monthly check-ins is really nice as well. Cause I get feedback from, um, my nutritionist saying, okay, mm -hmm. yeah, that's great. Or, um, you know, Hey, let's work on, on this, this time and, yeah. and things like that. Like before she, uh, my last, check-in she just said hey let's watch our fat content it looks like you're eating maybe a little bit too much on the fats let's keep to leaner proteins and things like that and I was like okay cool like I'll do that but yeah I mean the support and the targeted support that's that's how I know that it's they're they're thoughtful about their their feedback and their support Yes. Targeted. That's exactly what I was going to say. Your support after surgery has been so targeted where yeah. mine was literally like, okay, thanks for paying your bill. Bye. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they had support groups, but they were physically in person. I no longer lived there. There was no online resources available. The nutritionist who I met with was wonderful, but after I was done with my, you know, my, my insurance requirements, I was going to be $250 a pop to go visit them. And it's like, well, I'm not, I can't afford that. I'm not going to do that. So it was just, you know, the, the support that you've gotten versus what I got was, was really just night and day. And I think it's important that, that you yeah. know that that level of support is a type of customer service and you mm -hmm. should ask them what their after surgery support looks like because it could vary yeah. greatly from, uh, from, from location to location. So Natalie, what, what's the name of your uh, center that you had it done in Mexico? Yeah, so it's the Obesity Control Center, and my surgeon is Dr. Ariel Ortiz. I know there's another um, center with a Dr. Elias Ortiz. Um, so we've had I've had confusion in the past. So it's Dr. Ariel Ortiz um, Obesity Control Center. Um, yeah, I mean the the thing that really stood out for them. I'm not going to get too far into it, but. Uh, I had a moment where I thought I was going to go with another surgeon's office and this, because this one was a little bit more in price mm. Um, mm. and they tailor their price to everyone and everything. Um, but in the end, I just felt like that customer service mm -hmm. was so great. Um, mm -hmm. And that follow-up, you know, or the, just the initial communications were so thorough. And so, mm -hmm. Um, helpful and uh, informative and tailored mm -hmm. to me mm -hmm. um, that I felt like it was necessary for me to pay, you know, one to $2,000 more. Um, so that's another thing to consider is like, what are you willing to pay? Um, and are you willing to get that level of service depending on, on what you, you pay as well? Yep. Nope. Perfect. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Takeaways and excellent things to think about. So I think if you went into your first meeting or your first consultation with a surgeon and you, you had those four things kind of outlined and brainstormed and written down, you're going to go into that meeting armed to the teeth with the things that are really going to set you up for, for success. Uh, so the next area that we would really encourage you to, to think about and to become familiar with is kind of vocab. Right, like we said, this is a whole new, a whole new world. This is a whole new language. There are acronyms and abbreviations for everything, and there are so many different types of bariatric surgery now. They're done so many different ways, and there's different names for for all of these things. Uh, so I think finding resources that really help you um, understand what everything means uh, is going to be helpful. Right, you just have to start to learn to speak the language, and the more often that you speak it, the, the more familiar and comfortable you will become with that. And there's all kinds of resources um, online for those. They're also going to be linked on our website. So we, we've created a wonderful graphic that you can actually just go and download. It's a PDF uh, and it, it will help you walk you through these questions. We'll give you some of the basic uh, vocabulary so you kind of have a starting point. Uh, and then we'll also recommend some resources that already exist in this community because there are plenty of them and there's more and more that are um, that are really kind of being created as we speak. Uh, so Instagram is a wonderful place to start. You can just type in WLS or VSG, RNY, gastric bypass. All of those like keywords or hashtags are gonna bring up a ton of accounts. They're gonna bring up a ton of, uh, of, uh, of different types of support. And I think it's really important to know that you're gonna get a little something different from everything that's out there. So there's nothing wrong with really just kind of seeing you know, the buffet, if you will, that's out there and trying each one of them to see what one really resonates 
resonates with you because you might not click with, with one person or with one group or, or with one type of information, but you will click with something out there. Uh, and the more that this community grows, just the more supports that are made available. So um, that's where I started was with Instagram. I've since kind of branched, branched out to, um, you know, just to the internet and to Facebook. And of course, we love what we do here at East to West. <laughs> we would love to be a resource for you. Uh, but there are plenty of other ones out there and we, we are more than happy to recommend uh, those to you as well. So that's kind of it for, for vocab and, uh, and just finding the community, right? And the other thing that Natalie and I and everybody who's in this community basically says, the weight loss surgery community, the bariatric community on Instagram is straight fire. It is filled with nothing but kind, courteous, uh, caring people that are there to help and support you. It's like this magical pocket of the internet where it actually does what, what all the creators said that it was going to do, which is connect yeah. people. Uh, so don't be afraid to, um, to create an account and don't be afraid to just explore and follow uh, and just see, see what people are, are doing, see how they are living their lives after surgery. And it's a great place to also see how people are preparing for their surgery. Because uh, I think a, a huge chunk of people that are really in the Instagram bariatric community are pre-op. I would probably bet, I mean, what do you think? Maybe 30%, maybe more? I, I mean, yeah, I would beg to say it's almost even like I, you know, probably 60, 40, yeah. I, <laughs> you know, yep. um, there are a lot of, I know when I joined back in June, um, there were a lot of us that were still pre-op. Um, mm -hmm. and I feel like every month there's another surge of, yes. of people following me who are, who are pre-op. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, like April said, just make the account. Um, you know, it, you don't have to be, it's not a popularity thing. It's not a numbers game. Uh, if you just want the information, we, uh, you know, accounts like myself, East to West, April, uh, you know, we're just there to spread the word and to share information. And um, there's a lot of information out there. So you can just spend the time, create a private account and just follow people um, yeah. that you want to follow. Yep. Yep. And definitely do not be afraid to direct message people, send them mm -hmm. a message directly and just let them know a little bit about your story and ask them a specific question. I mean, that's how I met Natalie. It's how I met Jason. It's how I met everybody that's a part of East yeah. to West. And it's how I've made these really lasting and meaningful connections and relationships with people in the community. Just a simple conversation. It's as, it's yeah. really as, as, as easy as that. So, okay. And then the last area that we really recommend that you hit hard is insurance. Oh my God. I know we're just like, Oh my God. I don't think anybody, well, maybe Jason, Jason's insurance experience was like a cakewalk. Mine was medium. I know uh, not, well, how was yours? Was it? Um, so when I was, I, I uh, go, uh, was trying to get surgery, um, here in, in the States and, um, it was pretty awful. I, I mean, uh, as far as uh, you can feel pretty let on, I guess I'll say. Um, mm -hmm. and then you get to the end, uh, like what happened with me. Um, and they say, Oh, there was something off about your psyche Val. We're not going to approve you. It's like, what? okay, that's yeah. it. Like, that's all I get after six months of trying, yeah. you know, you're like twitching, you know, like, okay. Um, you know, I just spent six months of my life and then I did that yeah. twice, got denied twice. Um, oh my God. for my psyche valve, oh. which I mean, looking back, I'm, I'm great.
that I didn't get it then because um, I was going to yeah. get gastric bypass and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the end, it was kind of divine inter- intervention. Uh, but insurance is tricky. Um, they're very vague and they really only care about your money. And mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, and that's what it boils down to really. Yeah. And I just remember in my experience, you know, I, I was kind of getting the runaround at first. So my, the, the surgeon's office where I had my uh, procedure done, they were very upfront. They were very organized. I mean, at my first consultation, they handed me a binder and it was like, if you're interested in pursuing this, here's the 15 things that you need to do. And then once all these are done, you come back and we'll have like kind of a, it was like a second consultation, but it was basically like, okay, like we're going to pursue surgery. And I remember they were so helpful in the office. And the woman said, you know, squeaky wheel gets the grease. And I was like, oh, I can, I can do that. I can be squeaky. (laughs) And I literally had some chick at my insurance on speed dial because I called her like every flipping day. And I just asked her, where am I at the process or where has this made it through? Right. I mean, I was on their ass, like flies on shit because I wanted this to get done. And I kind of use the same approach with my surgical team. You know, they had this very clear outline checklist and it was like, you have to do these eight things uh, in order to, you know, get to the point where then you you have to do these five things. You know, I mean, it's like hoop after hoop. And I just thought, okay, I'm going to look for the quickest way from where I am now to, uh, to a surgical day. So when I made my nutritionist appointments, I had to do six. I made all six at the same time. When I had to do all the labs and scans and, and all blood work. And I said, I want everything done on one day right? Just look for the, look for that straightest path from where you are now to where you want to go. And do not be afraid to be your own advocate. Ask them everything. Ask them what exactly I need to do to get approved and what is in network. And then what I would do is I would write all this stuff down. I would hang up the phone and then I would call all the people who they said was in network and I would verify. I would write down the names of the person I talked to and what's their employee ID number. Because I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people in this community and they say, you know, they got basically to their surgery date only to find out it wasn't covered or it was, you know, 50% covered when they thought it was 80% covered. I mean, it's just this like living hellscape that you don't want to be in when you're so close to to getting an actual surgery day. I mean, when you and I were talking about recording this episode, it's like the the number one thing that you can do is advocate for yourself. You just have to have the loudest voice in the room and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, insurance companies, usually there's, you know, smaller ones and then they have the big umbrella that mm-hmm. big umbrella, they oversee billions of people, you know, mm-hmm. and um, you have to, in order to b- make it to that finish line, you have to call them weekly or, mm-hmm. you know, monthly to make sure that you're on the right track. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a lot of people go into this obviously very excited, um, as you should be, um, yeah. and obviously prepared to talk with your surgeon. But I think that you also have to be very prepared to fight for your insurance coverage and you have to be prepared to fight for yourself and advocate for yourself. Um, Because in the end, we're kind of all just swimming in this pool and Mm -hmm. we all kind of get fed, but like 
biggest fish gets the the food you know um so you gotta get you gotta get there and you have to be be ready to fight for yourself yes the the woman who inspired me to have bariatric surgery told me that the most difficult portion of my whole journey was everything leading up to surgery she had said, yes. right, not only are you, is, you know, the, the mental game is going to be brutal. You're going to be second guessing everything, but your insurance company could be the troll under the bridge that's doing everything it possibly can do to prevent you from crossing that bridge. And if you don't just steal yourself for this battle, it's never going to happen, right? Because you're, you're going to get roadblock after roadblock. I mean, I'm, I'm saying this maybe too generally, but more than likely, right. You're going to have some roadblocks thrown in your way and your ability to definitely navigate those roadblocks or to deal with them as they come and then seek solutions or demand solutions is what's going to be, is what is going to get you to, to that end goal. And I swear to God, they make it so difficult you know, half the people probably just give up because they feel like, well, I can't fight the insurance company or I can't do this, or I don't have the time. And that's how they get away with not offering you a tool that you need to live your life at a healthy weight. So you just have to become the bulldog. You have to become the loudest voice, the squeaky wheel. You have to set time aside in your day to deal with the insurance companies to, to, to go through the hoops. Uh, but in the end, it's going to be worth it because this is the tool that you have probably been seeking for a very long time that will allow you to live your life at a healthy weight. You know, I think if you're like Natalie and I, we tried everything uh, to live to, to, to live at a healthy weight and we lost weight and it always came back, right? The obesity is caused by so many reasons. There's a myriad of reasons out there that you are carrying excessive weight. The only thing that matters is that you are ready to do something about it and you want to access a medical tool that has been designed specifically for you to live your life at a healthy weight, right? It's no different than Uncle John getting a a heart stint or Aunt Janney taking insulin for her diabetes, right? You wouldn't give anybody shit for a knee replacement yet, right? Some people in our society tends to look at bariatric surgery as quote unquote, the easy way out. As Natalie and I can attest to, the easy way out would have been staying the same, doing yep. exactly what we were doing before. That would have been easy. We chose yeah. the most difficult, fire-strewn, asteroid-impacted path that is out there, but it was yep. what we had to do uh, to, to live our lives at a healthy weight. So, I mean, yeah, stay the course, uh, really brainstorm your questions, focus on your vocabulary, find the resources that already exist in the computer and steal yourself for battle because in the end it will absolutely uh, be worth it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's also important, important to point out this advice is not just for people who are having the sleeve or VSG, vertical sleeve gastrectomy. This advice is for anybody pursuing any type of bariatric surgery, whether it's lap band, R&Y, gastric bypass, gastric binding, uh, you know, you name it. There's so many different surgeries out there. This is not specific to the surgery that Natalie and I had. This is specific to bariatric surgery. This is just mm-hmm. Uh, what we recommend to help prepare you uh, for a a potential surgery day. Yep. Yep. And be ready for it. Um, You know, some people get their surgery dates real soon. Some people, it takes them a while. Um, And just remember that, you know, you're starting this journey and your journey is going to be very different from everyone else's. Um, So, so get ready to, I mean, there are similarities, but just get ready to have your own uh, journey and your own 
uh, battles. And um, also just know that, you know, we're here, East West is here, um, but there's a huge community out there that that's ready to, to help you along the way as well. Absolutely. You, Natalie, you often talk me down the, the ledge when I start comparing myself <laughs> to others and you, you so uh, lovingly remind me, right? That comparison is the, the thief of joy. Yeah. And that is so very true. You, yep. uh, you know, if you, if you go through with bariatric surgery, I'm going to take a stab in the dark and I'm going to say your life is going to be unimaginably unrecognizable when you are, when you are done with your surgery, but I would have surgery every day for the rest of my life. If it meant that I could live the life that I'm, that I'm living now and have the clarity that I have now. And the, 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 the feeling of lightness, not, not in my weight, but just, you know, in every aspect of my life, I just feel like this has been such a, um, you know, it's just really allowed who I always was to shine through yeah. much brighter. Um, you know, my big fear going into bari bariatric surgery was that it was going to change who I was or that I would lose mm -hmm. friendships or, you know, people would see me differently. And while some things have, have shifted and changed, I am still the same person I always was. And that just, you know, that was my biggest fear. And, and you and I've talked about this before. You, you are no different. You're, you're not a different person. You no. just have a greater capacity to be who you always were. Yeah. Yep. And, and for me, I mean, I know we've talked about it too. It's reignited that fire for life. And I feel like that's a huge theme as well for a lot of people. Um, you know, when you get to be like I was 400 pounds, you know, it's like, okay, mm -hmm. life is just going through the motions of the day. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, as I told April today, I was like, I woke up today and I felt inspired and I'm doing all this stuff. And it's such a great feeling to wake up one day after surgery and just feel like you can tackle anything. And I think, mm -hmm. and enjoy it, enjoy tackling those things. So, um, you know, it is a battle uh, to get there. You're taking the first step. You're going to see this surgeon. You're getting this consultation and just know that it's, it's the first step towards a new life. And um, I hope you're excited about it, uh, but also be ready to fight because <laughs> you will. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you guys so much for listening or watching. Uh, we have a fabulous YouTube channel. And if, if you're listening, we're adorable. So you should probably check us out there. All you need to do <laughs> is head to YouTube and, and search East, the number two uh, West underscore WLS and our podcast, our, our uh, everything that we do here at East to West is, is available for you uh, online there. There'll be links in the show notes to the graphics and to the organizers that we, that we were talking about. And please, please, please give us a follow on Instagram reach out to us and let us know, Hey, listen to the struggle bus episode on, on kind of all the, 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 the pre-op conversations with our surgeon. Uh, I found it really helpful and then use us as a resource. We, that is literally why we created East to West. It's why we're here. So on Instagram, it's just East, the number two West underscore WLS. You can find me on my personal Instagram page at actively underscore April. And you can find Natalie at uh, it's breaking barriers. So it's uh, breaking berry underscore ERS. She told me that the other day and it finally clicked. I thought it was barriers, like a physical barrier. No, it's Barry, B-A-R-I, like bariatric. I was like, oh my gosh, you're so smart. Yeah, it's a little play on words, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I love it. So hopefully we will see you on the Instagram commu uh, community. You can uh, become members of our website. It's totally free, but we are here. Uh, we are here to support you. So if you like what you're hearing, like, and subscribe to our podcast, you'll be the first to know when new episodes drop. We have a long form podcast where Jason and I talk to all the experts in the field and we really deep dive into topics that are meaningful and valuable to people who are pre-op or post-op along the bariatric experience. We do the short form, which we call the struggle bus. We have virtual bariatric meetups. We go live on Instagram. We partner with people for book clubs. I mean, we do all the things because it takes all the things to find success. But uh, yeah, if you're interested, give us a check out there. Give us a follow. So, okay, Natalie, I think we did it, friend. I think we did it. Man, we're good. <laughs> We're pretty exactly. good. <laughs> We're pretty good. All right, you guys. Well, we hope you have a fantastic day. And please remember always that you've got this and we've got you. We'll see you soon.